Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. It's Josh Rutledge, your co-host for Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to support us more, please head over to our website, fearscapepodcast.com. There you can click on store and browse some really awesome t-shirts and maybe pick a couple up or even go to our Patreon page and see how you can support us monthly. We love bringing you awesome content just as much as you like listening to it. Enjoy the show. Hello. I'm so glad you could join us. I hope you brought your blanket to hide under. The spooky crew is going to discuss things and events from other realms. Ghosts. Cryptids. Aliens. Be sure to hold your blanket extra tight as the boys take you deep into the fear scale, fear scale, fear scale. <laughs> All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another fantastically frightening episode of Fearscape Paranormal Podcast here with the Spooky Crew. That's right, I am your host, Stefan Gearhart, joined as always by my um, hmm, perfectly uh, virtual uh, buddy and co-host, Mr. Yeshua Rutledge. Oh well, thank you very much. I'm allowed to speak now. I don't. I, I never know now when I can talk without you yelling at me. Well, you should always ask me. That's, that's okay. Smart. I know your dad okay. taught you not to speak until spoken to. So, because <laughs> I know your dad taught me that because he scared me. <clears throat> he scared me too. But. <laughs> uh, but anyways, Josh, we're glad to have you. We are once we are still in quarantine. Yep. Still joining from each other's distant houses. Yeah. Houses of worship here. Um, no, uh, thank you for tuning in, everybody. We've got another fun, getting spooky episode, but this time we're uh, busting out a blast from the past here, from our uh, past here. The Mysterious Jay is going to be on uh, with us today, getting spooky with Jay here. Uh, from uh, from Men in Black, right? It's That's what it is. It's just yeah, Jay. Yeah, single letter J. <laughs> uh, trying to uh, keep things on the hush hush uh so he can share some badass stories on the down low on the the on the down low uh but how's it going jay thanks for joining us man pretty good thanks for having me guys yep so you are now mysterious and uh 
I mean, cloaked in a in a cloud of fog. Like Darth Sidious over here. <laughs> Darth J. Darth J. <laughs> <laughs> so man, so Star Warsian. Um, but no, we we're gonna be talking to you. We're gonna be sharing some stories uh, that you've had throughout your life. Uh, the spooky stories and places you've lived, places you've worked, all kinds of crazy stuff. So we're gonna be hitting those up. But uh, we want to ask you if you want to join us. We're gonna be uh, hitting up some other things as we normally do. You are welcome to join us and talk about uh, the news that we discuss and all sorts of stuff like that. So feel free to join in with us. Uh, Absolutely. My pleasure, guys. But, uh, oh, uh, Josh, you ready to rock and roll and get into some spooky news? Or do you want to do the word first? Rock and roller coaster. Word word first. All right. So then let's get into the encyclic, God, I can't even talk, the encyclopedic psychic dictionary word of the week. So the word slash phrase of the week is actually a three word phrase called unconscious death urge. Sounds good, right? Sounds groovy. Uh, So essentially what it means, uh, and it's funny because it says rebirthers, um, but it says theory. Uh, An individual could live in a physical body on earth forever. However, buried deep within each individual's subconscious mind is the concept that death is inevitable, put there by mass thinking over the years and which causes one to die. So that's really interesting. It's like we have been preconditioned to accept that we have an expiration date. Mm -hmm. And so our body doesn't actually age. We cause it to age because Correct. we expect it to age. Due to our subconscious telling us that we need to age and that we need to die, um, which may also explain why uh, now in the modern age we live longer uh, because most of us want to just keep living, whereas back in the day they were like, I can't wait to go to heaven and see Papa Dean <laughs> and Uncle Frankie and Aunt Susan. Like, <laughs> now we're like, hmm. Mm, I don't, I don't know what's yeah. up there. I, I think there are probably a handful of people who still think, "I can't wait to go to heaven." And all that kind of stuff. See Papa Dean, <laughs> not oozing. Well, you know, the, yeah. So I mean, it, some people are probably still waiting to get to heaven, though, or whatever. Probably. Because, you know, there, there's like either a handful of virgins waiting for them, or, or like they get to sing <laughs> right. praise songs to God all day. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I and I guess I've never understood that about heaven. I mean, I, I the, you know, the thirty, eighty virgins or whatever. I'm down with that. I can get that. I can get the harem part. But the oh, I get to spend eternity just singing praise to God. I'm like, ah, can I at least get a couple Zelda games? Like, did you know? You know, guys. The, it seems like the older you get as you age, the the more comes to a certain point in your life to where, and I know this from experience from my grandparents, seems like they were ready to go. Whereas when you're younger and uh, you, you think you're invincible. So, so I mean, I'd have to argue that, that aging is biological. And I think that, that death is inevitable. I'm probably playing right into what Josh said, you know, being preconditioned, but you know, I think it's a state of mind. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean they, who I've knows? Seen, I've seen now. I've seen some. I've seen some eighty-five-year-old men. My dad, one of them, you know, he's still out there mowing grass and tilling a garden. So, yeah. Well, you know. you've always said, you know, you're you're only as old as you feel. That's and right. So even though your body might be aging, 
doesn't mean that your mind or your, or your soul, your spirit, whatever, has to age along with it. Right. right. And you see a lot of right. people, I mean, can use mind over matter to heal themselves, to do all sorts of things. Why not uh, live forever? Right. Most, well, I don't know about living forever. I'm just being skeptical here. I, you know, guys, you know me. I keep an open mind. Mm-hmm. So I'm either, you know, I try to kind of question everything. So, and that's, uh, we can tap into that a little farther. Than, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know that anybody would want to live forever. I feel like you end up yeah. looking, like being tired. You're eventually just like, ah, I just kind of want to go sleep forever. Well, and it's and- a, it's, it's a concept though, that it's a strange concept, but, uh, the fact of the matter is, is no one has ever been observed that we know of that's ever lived forever. Right. So, right. Well, Even Dracula got We can quantify death. <laughs> we can say, yeah, he's dead. So. He's dead, Jim. So, <laughs> but you know, it's just kind of like, um, if you live forever, then what value would you place on life? Exactly. That's exactly right. Uh, well, and you always see that in all the sci-fi movies and stuff. Those that live forever and the others don't, they end up becoming just selfish because they're sick of seeing people right. die. Yeah. I mean, it's, great. It's, it's, I think uh, I think a finite existence is what defines us. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's why even heaven doesn't sound great. I'm like, and then it's forever and all you're doing is singing all day. Like, can I get a lozenge? Like. <laughs> <laughs> But whatever, let's move on from that. Let's jump into spooky news. All right, I actually have some spooky news this week, Josh. Wow, cool. This comes from Derbyshire uh, Live. So this is derbytelegraph.co.uk, so another Brit. Uh, The headline reads, Haunting Voices of Ghosts of Children Recorded by Paranormal Team. Uh here says ghostly voices of young children which brought a chill to the heart were some of the things paranormal investigators say that they found when they carried out an investigation near Swadlincote in England. Uh, the team from Haunted Live produced a Facebook video which I haven't seen yet I haven't been able to track it down yet um, it says we're recorded live at Moira Furnace Museum near Swadlincote which they say shows the venue is haunted. They take part in paranormal investigations and ghost hunts across the UK and uh, they are made up of five ghost hunters. They were speaking about their experiences when they carried out their probe at at the furnace building, which Ty said would stay with them for a long time to come. During their night at the furnace, they claimed they heard spooky whistles, girls' voices, and even while one of the team says that they even witnessed a ghostly shadow. The furnace is well known for accounts of previous accounts of paranormal activity. It was built in 1804 by the Earl of Moira to take advantage of the local area's coal and iron. Uh, Many ghost hunts have been held there and many report hearing what they believe to be voices, as well as sightings of shadowy figures spotted in the building's workshops. Uh, spirits are also said to have been seen by visitors wandering through the n- nearby woodland. Uh, and Paul Stevenson, one of the guys from Haunted Live, said, We chose Moira because it is one of those hidden little gems on our doorstep that needs people to be made aware of day or night. And there's so much history and mystery all over the UK and in regards to the paranormal that we are really just scratching the surface. 
Um, and then they just go in again to talk about the things that they heard, the children's voices, the whispers, the girls' voices, and uh, and the sort. So um, if I can find that video, I'll try to do another search. I'll try to post it. But, yeah, spooky. Yeah, I mean, it's, some of those um, uh, were like EVPs are, are really yeah. – uh, quite interesting it's it's like we've talked about before you know it's almost though one of those things where now if you've, if you've heard or read the article and you find the recording are you expecting to hear those things and so will your mind tell you that you've heard them right right now you're listening for it right right so who knows who knows, who knows? if you found the recording it's on the recording i mean yeah. damned if you do damned if you don't really so well, and, and I'd also like to add that that article had the best collection of UK-sounding things in the world. Moira. Yeah. Swad- swaddling Coat. Swaddling what kind coat. of a name of a town is Swaddling Coat? Yeah. I mean, I would like to live in Swaddling Coat. <laughs> I don't know. Isn't, isn't like swaddling like, a, like a well, nursing you, a baby? Isn't that what swaddling uh, No, it's you, you wrap up. You like to take a blanket and you wrap the baby really, really tight with the blanket so that like they stay warm. It's called swaddling. And so they shut up. Well, they do. They go to sleep, actually. Yeah. So Can I do uh, that to you. Stefan, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's not a blanket big enough. Yeah. Swaddling <laughs> um, is an age old practice of wrapping babies in blankets so that the movement of the limbs is tightly restricted. Uh, yeah, and this uh, fell out of favor in the 17th century until the hipsters brought it back. Wow, look at that information for the masses. I'm going to duct tape my baby up. Maybe we could change our genre for our podcast to informational. Informational, yeah. It would be good. It would be the first time. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get let's get out of uh, spooky news and uh, let's get into our UFO sighting of the week. All right, Josh, what do we got this week in terms of UFO sighting? So I, I this is actually a, a, a older sighting. This is about a year and a half ago uh but i but i pulled it up because it was in russellville kentucky oh which, i got some friends from this is you know where we're kind of local for us and so um i just thought it was really interesting so we're returning so to be clear this is not the moon it was around 11 p.m and the first pick i saw this orb of light darting around above a low thin cloud I thought maybe it was a helicopter spotlight, although there was no sound. It disappeared and reappeared three times, making sudden 90-degree and 180-degree turns above or in the cloud. Then suddenly, it was gone. In a few seconds, it appeared, as in the second pic, which I'll link out the pictures, stationary below the cloud for about three seconds. Then it was gone. It wasn't like any light I've ever seen before. No spreading of light rays or well-defined round edges, as if I was looking at a distant window. I live in the country and there was absolutely no sound. It appeared to be about 20% the size of a full moon. Anyone have any thoughts on what I saw? 
Interesting. So we're looking at uh, essentially in terms of ideas, probably like a nickel compared to a quarter. If you terms of like compared uh, to, or a dime to, compared to a quarter, probably a dime per, per, compared to a quarter. Yeah. yeah. What did it say? But, the color of the light? It just said white. White. That's it. Yeah. Which I mean, Stefan and I have seen some stuff that's would appear white. Although our, our the stuff we've seen is like changes colors too. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, interesting. Uh, you know, uh, I'm I'm always very interested in the ones that change directions quickly, go up, down, left, yeah. right. They move all over the axis. Um, yeah. Those are the ones that really are interesting because we don't really have anything that does that. <clears throat> Even drones are difficult to do. Um, well, and what's really uh, when I, I was thinking about the other night when I was out looking at the stars is when most people look at the night sky, they in their mind they're thinking they're seeing things uh, two dimensionally, right. but really they're seeing things three dimensionally. Yeah. So when you see something that that flies up from the horizon and then flies at you, you're not really seeing it fly up from the horizon. You're seeing it move across the sky. Right. Coming from the horizon area. So it's yeah. it's still staying at whatever height it's at and then flying across the sky. Just your your perspective of what you're seeing has changed. Sure. Sure. It, yeah, and depending on how high it is, the curvature the, the curvature of the Correct. earth has a lot to do with uh, it's the earth is flat, Jay. Oh, it is. Oh, no, it's, <laughs> it's it's more like a turtle shell, I think. It's, yeah, it's, a, <laughs> it's a flat bowl on top of a turtle. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, as big as that was, I mean, if he's saying it's twenty twenty percent of the moon, I mean, that's definitely it's pretty I'm big in our orbit, or at least within yeah. our atmosphere. I would assume absolutely. Yeah, he said it was below the clouds, so yeah, that is yeah, well, yeah, well within our atmosphere, below the cloud, and then back up through the cloud and everything else. So yeah, that's that's really interesting. Um, interesting sighting. Keith would say it was an owl. It's definitely not an orb. It's <laughs> not an orb. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that, thank you for sharing that with us, Josh. Uh, I don't have any creepy ketchup this week. Do you have anything? I don't have anything. It's it's been. I mean, I. Since I guess the last time we talked, I saw something in the window, but I'm not really sure what I saw, so I'm not really going to equate it to creepy ketchup. Yeah, it's 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 been pretty quiet week, um, which I guess is good. Could needed it. So, um, mm-hmm. but then let's go ahead and move right into our topic. Then uh, getting spooky with the mysterious J. <laughs> All right, How y'all doing? Josh, Josh, I'm going to let you uh, take the reins, my friend. Yeah, so uh, so Jay, we've we've known each other for a little while, I think. A little um, while, you know, yeah. Like maybe like a third of my life. But um, so you had you you've shared with me some stories uh, from various times, like houses you used to live in uh, when you when you worked in the old jail in Louisville. Um, just so right. so just. You know, um, I guess if we had to jump back in time, what's kind of the earliest spooky thing you've ever witnessed or had happen to you that you can recall? Well, do you want to start with the house story or do you want to start with the jail stories? Uh, 
Well, I think the, the, the jail stories probably predate the house stories a little bit. So if you want to start with those, then that's fine. Yeah, and I even know we mentioned uh, one time talking about your guys' Waverly experience, too. Um, we yeah, about- we, could, we could start there, yeah. We could yeah, just, well, just so kind of like what was your first, like, experience that you ever remember having that, that was yeah. uh, parallel? Well, uh, right now I'm still, I'm still a current – I'm a corrections officer. I've, I've got 15 years of experience, so I still, I'm still working down there. So, and these stories were something that I've had one thing happen to me down there, and the rest of them were told to me. But to back up a little bit, when uh, me and Josh were a lot younger, uh, how old were we? Maybe what, 20, 22? Yeah. 20, 21, decided, somewhere right in there, yeah. Well, see, I've always, I've always been the skeptic type. You know, I've, I've always been the skeptic type. And as, as, I, as things have happened to me over the years, I've kind of softened up on that. And I, and I, <laughs> Keep. Um, I started keeping open mind because I have the. Yeah, you you can't prove some of these things. It's true that some of these things that, that that happen. You you can't prove them. You can't say, okay, here it is. This is a definite ghost, or this is a definite UFO. But on the same scale, you can't disprove it either. Because mm-hmm. yeah, it's so so. If that's the case, then then there has to be something to it. What that is, I have no idea. Yeah, But you know, to start we, back... No, as I was going to say, we've talked about it before on the show, is you can't prove a negative, so... Exactly. Yeah, I so mean, we, and, and anything can be disproven if that's the case, you know what I mean? It's exactly. like... Any, I, I, not everybody's hallucinating every single time, you know? <laughs> but yes, is I, it possible? I, yes. When it when it comes to when it comes to paranormal things, you know, there's some things that I lean harder on. I'm like, yeah, I don't know, I need a little bit more evidence for that. And there's other things that are like, yeah, there's something to it. And, and ghosts are one of them, just because I've I have seen them with my own two eyes. Um, we started when we were younger. Back to uh, what me and Josh were talking about. Um, we decided to take a tour at Waverly, and me being young and and Mr. Macho and all that, I decided I wanted to be the first person in line or the last person. So we ended up being the last person in line. And of course we go through the tour and the, the lady's giving us the tour. And she says, you know, the stories and they stop us in the hallway and shine flashlights and people are saying they see things. And of course I'm like, I don't see nothing. <laughs> so she, and then she's like, Oh, tells this story about how this guy wandered in this room and, this, he saw a ghost of a child and it turned around and didn't have any eyes and she wanted to know who wanted to go in there and I I said oh, I'll go and I went right in there and of course didn't see <laughs> no, I'm, I'm totally totally going through this tour with uh, just uh, like an attitude of this is all bullshit so right. anyway we go we're not, now remember we're last in line so we go all the way to the top and uh, we get to that infamous room 502 where yeah. apparently that nurse killed herself, jumped out the window or whatnot. I'm like, yeah, well, this was a bust, but it was fun. So we're all at the time there was one stairwell that everyone egressed out of and they, they went down this stairwell. I'm the very last person in line. And I kid you not, 
as sure as I'm sitting here, something grabbed the back of my collar on my coat and tugged mm-hmm. on it. And I spun around expecting to see somebody there, and there right. was nobody, nobody there. There was, it, it was a large room, you know, a huge room, and I couldn't have snagged it on anything. It wasn't, it wasn't me being spooked out because I went in there expecting not to see anything. So, and uh, I went, got back down to the car and told Josh, I said, I think I got grabbed in there. Josh was like, shut up, man. <laughs> and like, and I was like, no, I'm pretty sure that something happened. So, because at first I just didn't believe it. My mind was trying to process when you, yeah. when things happen to you, your, your mind try to, they, it tries to process the information and it, it's just, you come to the conclusion of, I can't explain that. So, yeah. You know, we, we talked about before, I think on here where, you know, there's, there's really, there's like two minds of most people. There's your, your higher mind function, which is the constant need to quantify and rationalize what you're seeing. And then there's your, your, your Cro-Magnon man, if you will, your, your lizard yeah. brain or whatever that just kind of knows instinctually that things go bump in the night. And so I think a lot of times your, your, your Cro-Magnon man mind and your homo sapien mind have like a, an argument back and forth. And, <laughs> and finally you, you, you get to like an impasse, like, well, I can't explain it away, but I also can't explain, you know, why it was. So it's just, right. you know, you're just going to kind of like throw your hands up like, well, I guess, okay, maybe it happened. So. Right. Totally agree with that. 100%. It's spooky, so regardless. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I run. Uh, That's when my high pitched scream comes in and I'm like, <laughs> I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm that was, that was really, you know, that was really my first experience with anything paranormal. Um, I've seen lights in the sky and stuff like that. And, you know, it never really creeped me out. I'm a guy that, that doesn't really scare very easily. And, uh, and so I brushed it off and, um, later on down the road. Um, so y'all want me to go into jail stories or. Yeah, man. Yeah. Bring it, bring everything. All right. So I started, I started my career, uh, in 2005 and, um, we we go through a training academy and and all that stuff, a boot camp, and and you get down there. And very quickly, when you get down there, from some of the more seasoned guys, that there's things that 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 happen sometimes. Yeah, and that have happened or may happen. And in it, especially when you work night shift. Um, so I was working night shift at the time, and because we have to by law, we have to allow the inmates a certain amount of time to sleep even though half of them don't they stay up and play cards and beat and bang and anyways but um there is a new jail and then there is an old jail the old jail is where uh where the courthouse and everything like that is there's two floors to that there's five there's fifth floor and there's sixth floor and uh five and six seem to be where most of the stuff happens and you have to remember it's the jail and that's a very old jail it was built in the seventies that jail was. And, um, there's been quite a few deaths in there where people have hung themselves, unfortunately, yeah. you know, through, um, through the years. And, um, so it's a place where, you know, there's a lot of suffering, you know, and, and, and 
people have a lot of problems and issues. But I was working night shift at the time, and um, this is my personal experience. This happened to me. Then I'll go into what other people had told me. Right. Um, so we, the lights are off, but they're not totally off. There's there are there are there are night lights uh, on our. This was way back in the day, so we had an old lighting system. So the main lights would shut off, and then inside these self-contained lights there's a smaller bulb that's a night light and that was that was supposed to come on but sometimes they would get blown out and they wouldn't get replaced and so sometimes it'd be pitch black completely dark and you would have to walk this walk this specific walk uh with a flashlight so you have to do rounds every 30 minutes and and hit a sheet and uh, basically it says, you know, to say that, you know, hey, I'm doing my job and I'm making sure nobody's in here, you know, tunneling through a wall. So I'm making my rounds. And at the end of this long corridor, this, um, there's a, what we call a day room. And the day room door was shut. And there's a there's a very large food slot is what we call it. And so in order to sign this sheet, I have to turn my back to this food slot and this food slot is from the sheet to the slide is probably 10 feet so while I'm signing the sheet and it's dead quiet back there I hear out of the food slot somebody say hey just plain as day just like hey hi so, <laughs> is, exactly. is there anybody yeah. was, was there anybody in yeah. there Hi, buddy. So what I did, <laughs> so what I did, um, you know, I spun around and put my flashlight in there, and then I keyed the door and I went in the day room, fully expecting to find somebody in there. And there was nobody in there. Well, yeah, I mean, so it's like double fear because you've got like, as a corrections officer, you're already on edge just in case something physical yeah. happens, right? So it's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So I keyed the door expecting to have to fight somebody or restrain somebody because somebody's out of their cell. So, but there was nobody in there, none whatsoever. Not, a, not a person. I did another round and everybody was in their cells. Everybody was sleeping. They, they were single cells. So. Yeah. Still though, that's man. So <clears throat> there is a, another story of, um, uh, this one is an older story that's been kicked around and uh, there, this happened probably before I got there, probably back in the 90s, 2000 to 2001, I'd say. But there was an officer that was working night shift at the time, and he was back on, on that same walk. And uh, he was in a chair, and night shift, uh, all the lights are off, and he ended up dozing off. And... Uh, Back in the day, you get away with those type of things. Right. But, uh, and he said he was, oh, he said he was poked awake by another officer. He said, and this, this person, this officer was dressed in an older corrections uniform. And, and he said that he looked up at the guy and he said the guy just completely just disappeared. He said he, got up out of his chair and he went back and sat in the control room and didn't think go back on the wall. Nope. Wow. That's true or not, <laughs> but that's the story. Yeah. So, and he said, well, we, we have, uh, we have a, a wall downstairs of, of 
people who have have died in the line of service and he said that was the guy that was that was the guy so we pointed wow. to the guy in the picture so uh, i'm not going to give his name or anything like well that. of course not thinking. but yeah that's crazy man i didn't even think about being a prisoner too man if you're getting haunted in your cell you're just screwed you can't oh man, man. really no, yeah we, there's there's many a times that that we play pranks on rookies we'll go down the laundry and we'll, we'll put them in an orange jumpsuit and send them back there and run around and <laughs> scare them so <laughs> yeah, but that that's that's a true story that you know that uh, that that's that's what was passed down to me. I, I and I have another guy. He's a good friend of mine. He swears up and down. He was doing his account back in the same walk, and uh, and basically you go through at the beginning of shift. You do account at the beginning at the end of shift. And he's going through and he's counting the single cells, one man per cell. You know he's going through one, two, three, four. On this walk, there's probably no more than thirty five to 40 cells that are probably um, occupied at any time. So some of them are empty sometimes. So he went through and his count was one over. <laughs> and, and so he went through and counted again and he realized that he counted a shadow. He said, I saw a shadow in one of those cells. And basically what there's, I don't know if you've, uh, there's two concrete well there's a concrete stool and a table and then there's bars and then these bars overlook the city so at night especially when you have a full moon it will cast what the a lot of times what people will do they will stand up on the on the concrete uh seat or the table they hold on to the bars and look out the window so while you're counting and they're up you can see their silhouette well, he counted a silhouette that was doing that, and he went back, and he found the cell, and he rolled the cell, and that cell was empty. So he essentially Ooh. counted a shadow. He counted so, a ghost looking out the window. That's that's exactly what he said. He said there was somebody in there. They were looking out the window. I seen their head and their shoulders looking out the window. They were Man. standing up on the concrete stool. Whew. Yeah. Um I don't know what I don't know what those we've had we've had guys where they're on this same walk there's a there's a gym that's attached to it um and it's very basically where the where guys from will get wrecked their the wreck time and uh a lot of times the basketballs won't get put up and they'll just be sitting in the in the gym gymnasium and a lot of times you'll hear guys will be sitting back there and it seems like the only thing ever happens on night shift it, first shift and second shift's way too busy really for anything to happen because there's traffic in and out of there all the time but they they swore they heard the ball rolling and hitting the wall and bouncing so and there's only one way you can get in there and one way out so so you would That's, hear somebody key the door yeah. to that walk i mean it's loud you would hear it you would know a lot of spooky stuff. Yeah. I've, had an inmate, I've had an inmate back there tell me one time. It was unsolicited. I didn't ask him. He came up to me <laughs> and he said, he said, there is, he's like, there's this shadow that comes in my cell every night and, and sits and watches me. And Whoa. I just dismissed it. Nope. I just oh my goodness. It because, yeah, I just dismissed it because I don't, I don't know how to 
you know, I, I mean, what do I call classification yeah. and say, this guy's seeing ghosts, he needs to move. Yeah. So, you know, I, I you know, that, that happened. And, uh, I don't even that's, know. That's one of my stories in, in New Mexico. I went to my ex's um, family's house. And uh, it's, I mean, it's it's out in the middle of, it's uh, on a Navajo reservation. And so it's like oh, nice. in the middle of nowhere. I mean, there's no lights anywhere. I mean, even with the window yeah. open, it's black dark in there. And uh, so, of course, we're at her parents' house. So I had to sleep in a different bed. And uh, so I'm in this bed and I hear somebody walking down the hallway and then sit on the edge of the bed. Like I felt the impression sit down Did you really? and something, gra- you know, kind of put their hand on my leg. And I was like, hey, what's up? <laughs> you know, I thought it was my girlfriend at the time and nothing. There was no voices or whatever. I was like, wow. OK, well, I guess you just, you know, I'm just going to go back to sleep. And then the next morning. Nope. I'm at breakfast and I'm like, hey, why did you come into the room last night? And everybody starts laughing, like all her siblings and her mom. And they were like, "Mm, so you met the Native American chief. And they all know the story of this Native American chief that walks your hallway at night. And Will, he'll sit on the bed. And I was just like, everything I had said, they were like, he sit on the bed. And I was like, yes. (laughs) It was crazy, man. So now you got to wonder if they... They put you in that room on purpose. Oh, I guarantee it. Her mom is crazy <laughs> like that. <laughs> so Jay, go, going back, I can't. I can't remember. I'm trying to think of when this was, but I'm thinking about the uh, the, the crazy, stupid uh, investigation at at my parent, my grandparents' farmhouse. You remember doing that? Yes, I uh, do. Yeah. And uh, most of it was just a bunch of junk, and I I will never endorse those paranormal guys ever but but okay. i remember you, yeah but you, uh-huh. but you but you but you took a picture do you remember in the barn do you remember this at all i can't say i do josh it's been so all long right. yeah what That's, refresh my memory you took a picture in the barn uh in in the tobacco barn uh-huh. and in the picture you could see like this uh kind of spirit old man standing there in a tobacco barn i would I don't. I don't have the picture anymore because it was in like an email address from like three email addresses yeah, ago. Yeah, man. But, I wish I. I wish I could still. Yeah, I wish I could. I don't have that picture. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I it's my memory. You know, I remember everything. So. Um, yeah, you but, do. <laughs> so I mean, I can still yeah. see it here. <laughs> no, but, I, don't, uh, I don't recall that. But if you said I did, then I know I yeah. know that it happened. So. Yeah, I remember uh, you sent it to me. I was I was working at the place. It's got to be around two thousand and uh, two thousand and seven, uh, sometime around in there, or maybe 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 or maybe early two thousand eight. Oh man, I can't I can't remember that far back, man. I can't remember <laughs> yesterday, man. <laughs> I only remember crazy stuff that happened that far back. I remember yeah. two thousand eight. I was opining. And, uh, <laughs> I remember rolling my ankle. I remember doing that. I definitely remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was good times, man. Good times. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Rolling my ankle wasn't a good time. <laughs> Pretty funny to me at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, don't try to run in sandals when it's been raining and then dodge a Nerf football at the same time. Don't don't. try to step off the back of a moving truck. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Anyways, 
We should just we should just do an episode where we just get together and tell all the old stories from, from back in the day. I'm sure people would have a good laugh. Yeah. <clears throat> Wait till about five years when I retire. Right. So I'm not. <laughs> I'm two weeks away from retirement. Jay's going to be like, I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> I already am, bro. I already am. Totally. Totally. I already am. So, uh, so kind of, I don't know if you've got any more from the jail or if you want to jump maybe to some of the houses you used to live in or. Yeah, no, that's pretty, that pretty much is, is the, the experience there at the jail. Um, there's, there's stories about it and you can, you can pretty much ask anybody that works down there and they, they pretty much have either heard a story or something happened. And that, you know, that really, that really goes for really to anybody that I think that's any, in any type of law enforcement capacity, mm-hmm. you, you're hard to find anybody that has not had something weird happen to them. Uh, especially the night shift guys, uh, that, that, that includes, that includes corrections officers or police officers because, they're the guys that are out there. They're wide awake, you know, walking around, driving around while everybody else is asleep. And, and there's a lot of things that I think the, a lot of us see or experience that we just don't talk about. And I kind of think it's important that we do because I think it's I think it's a credit to whatever is going on. Just, just like those two Air Force pilots that came out and yeah. said, you know, hey, this is this is what we recorded you know we've got so many hours of flight time we've never seen anything like this yeah. well we've been talking about that too that we are finally you know maybe it's our generation that's a lot more open to stuff but yeah. we are moving away from that idea that you shouldn't you shouldn't talk about these things and i'm not even just talking about paranormal stuff i'm talking about abuse yeah any of that stuff like it was just taboo like you didn't Right. Tell people that you were getting your ass whooped, right? You know, like, but everything is kind of changed. Like, it is becoming more of a less of a taboo to talk about all of these things. Right. When when you're uh, you know when you're in uniform services, you have this. There's this culture where you have to fit in. You know, you have to fit this certain um, this certain criteria. If you don't, then 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 it's it, you're you may you may be ostracized or called weird you know yeah through that Screw i'm sure that. there's i'm sure there's i'm sure there's quite a bit of hazing that goes on there uh, in- yeah there there can be yeah there is and it's it's not physical hazing it's 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 uh it's very uh it can be hostile sometimes so but that's yeah. you know that's that's what i mean by the culture of it yeah. so and i think i think the more that people with these experiences that are in uniform services of any type, I mean, whether it be military or law enforcement, they, I think they should come out and, and really share these experiences. Because, man, uh, I make a pretty good witness. Yeah. And, uh, you know, well, I, and, yeah. well, and that's I'm the point. Just, You're always talking, you always hear like uh, John Keel and all those guys talk about credible witnesses. And in a lot of the document uh, documentaries I've been watching, is there is there's that lack of credible witnesses and if more folks in uniform came out you know that's what's a movement that's happening now where these credible risk witnesses are starting to come out there's there's something in the the barn (laughs) there's something there you know i you know i can't explain it i've had it you know i've had experiences and there's something to it you know i don't know what it is i have no idea i'm not a scientist 
I'm not a paranormal investigator. I don't know, but there's something to it. So I think the more that we discuss this, the more we talk about it, you know, the better off we'll be. Yeah, it's interesting because you uh, like we're, we're, we've been reading another of John Keel's books, The Eighth Tower, and one of the things he talks about was like even in the past, if you look at things like the wave of like fairy sightings in England mm-hmm. and how they are so very, very similar to the big UFO wave of the 60 and 60s and 70s, you right. just, they put their own spin on it with their own folklore, right? Right, it's a lot of the same thing, right? So what yeah. what in 50, 100 years from now? is the UFO sightings going to look like to them? You know, right. it's going to be called something else, you know, by them. Right. You know, who knows? Right. Well, and I, you know, something that I've talked about, you know, step four is um, the idea that that uh, uh, ghosts or, uh, or, or, or entities or cryptids or whatever the case, you know, we're talking about is, is how they tend to navigate or uh, uh, attracted to things that are more negative energy. Uh, type thing so it's you know it's, i'm just curious if you know folks who are in in those uh law enforcement and things like that they unfortunately and i, I don't wish this upon anyway but they have to spend a lot of time around very negative no, situations true. yeah and it's so, a negative job yeah right and so i wonder if that's why folks in law enforcement see more of that type of stuff on the regular because they're just constantly surrounded by that negative energy you know, that's a possibility, Josh. I, I don't know. It could be. It's a possibility. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, who knows is a pretty okay thing for me. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with not knowing the answer as long as I can continue to ask the question. Exactly. That's exactly right. Uh, eventually, eventually, I, I truly believe that somebody somewhere will get down to the answer to what it really is. It may not be my lifetime. Yeah. Or I mean, my lifetime, somebody, but. I mean, I, I'm, 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 you know, I'm comforted by the, uh, the documentary, uh, about those four scientist guys that like built the packs. They were on their backs and they like went around and they shot at ghosts and they, <laughs> they put them in a, <laughs> they, Dr. Spangler. Yeah. With, yeah, yeah. That one with Dr. Spangler. Great documentary. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a great, I mean, they, they, they had to do something with them. So they put them in like a trap. And they put them in a vault, mm-hmm. and then the vault got like exploded. I mean, I, how yeah, can we didn't those, hear about uh, that on mainstream media? Yeah, had some poltergeist missiles shooting out of there. Exactly. I mean, I, don't, I mean, then then they they made another documentary about a river of like like this is like viscous, or something. Yeah, it was like yeah, pink fluid. We're, yeah, and then like about like the one thing. of them. The one of them, marshmallow guy. I mean, yeah. who, who, one of them fell it? in and like, you know, was all excited. I mean, it's how they had crazy. that Carpathian guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know exactly. What crazy. Wow. Crazy. And I mean, I don't, I remember seeing anything about that on the news, so I don't know how Nothing. that we, you know, it was the somebody's... 80s, dude. There wasn't any Google. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Moving on to the house. Y'all yeah. ready? <laughs> yeah. I'm b- born ready. So, um, my, I, I, I lived in a haunted house. I, it, it was haunted. And, and my first experience, um, was, uh, I've got how much time we got as much as you need. Yeah. Okay. Cause I don't know. Cause I, you know, I've got, this is a lot. Go for it, man. Go for it. We're good. Sorry. I don't want to give you even more stuff to edit out. 
<laughs> no, the only thing I'm going to add no. to that is all of Josh. So don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> I've got the face. I got the face for newspaper. So this, you know, guys, this this is really what solidified me into to really saying, you know, there is something there. There's something around us that we can't see. Is it is it people who have died and the spirits have come back? I can't say for sure. Is it demons? I can't say for sure. I don't know what it is, but it's definitely something there. And uh, my first experience was being in uh, the house was built in 1888. It was built by um, um, a railroad company. And uh, so it has a very long history. And um, the first experience I had, I was in the basement and I heard some whispering noises. And it was, I was all, all, uh, home alone completely by myself and I heard whispering and uh and, and it it made me shut the light off and go upstairs that, now, was, hey, that was really is this a I can't remember if the basement there did was it finished or was it a was it a was it like a, a dirt basement it was finished okay okay I couldn't remember if that was because Stephen yeah. and I were talking about dirt basements and how creepy they are. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they are creepy. Um, boots on stairs, the middle of the night. Um, people sound. You know, I've I've been awakened to that. I've I've actually I have I have grabbed a gun and a flashlight and literally cleared my house like somebody had broken into it because it sound it sounded like like how like hard cowboy boots on stairs we have wooden stairs so you can only imagine it was like yeah ka-clunk 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 and i'm and i'm a light sleeper anyway and i was there fully expecting to confront somebody that broken into my house um the the real uh, the real kicker is the the shadow i've seen two shadow people in in the house and uh um, the first one, um, I have to take my time as it's, it's hard to explain. Uh, I was laying on the couch watching TV. It was nighttime. Everybody else was asleep and kind of had the blanket covered up over my head and the way the TV's positioned next to the TV is a doorway. And we, we got very large doorways at the time. And, and it was, there was a transit over it. And, but I could see something kind of just forming basically. And I could make out it was black and I could make out a head and shoulders. And I kind of, I didn't make a move and I just sit there and stared at it. And it's, and it just kind of sat there and I, and believe it or not, I know this sounds absolutely crazy, but believe it or not, I had this feeling come over me. Like it can't come in the room. I'm, I'm being serious. Like it can't come in. And, and it, I, it sat there and then it was just absolutely just gone, just gone. Interesting. Like it, question. Like it, Go ahead, Josh. Was it like it, like it moved away? It was just gone. Just disappeared. I mean, you couldn't, I couldn't perceive any movement by it. It just, it's like it, it didn't look like it vanished. It looked like it just streaked, like streaked away. Like it was just there and it, and it, like it moved a little sideways and then it was gone. But the the scariest thing was the the other shadow person. I was coming down the steps once again late at night. I turned the corner 
and there was in the door frame was this eight foot black shadow and and I stopped in my tracks and and this thing was like darker darker than I don't know darker than dark that vantage of black yeah yeah it, and it was so dark you couldn't see the room behind it because that's how you could make out yeah. the outline in that's you know that's a it, classic it, sign of a shadow person and and it and as soon as as soon as it's like as as soon as this thing saw me it went boom and it it real quickly for like a, about one second it looked like there there was the only way i know how to explain it is if you drop ink and water yeah and the, the, that's the only black ink and water it like it went from a head and shoulders this eight foot giant to this ink and water and then it was nothing and then i could see the room behind it i had and I was absolutely just—I stood there. I had no idea what I just saw, and I—and I don't know what I saw to this day. So I want to ask. I, I want to go back. I want to go back to the first one where you're talking about you had this feeling that it couldn't get into the room. Yeah. Um. So with the house, was it 100% the original house, or were there any additions? There was additions. Now this room was that one of the additions? It was, believe it or not, now that you ask, it would have been a, it would have been a, an exterior door to the house. Because it, it makes you wonder if it was confined to its original home, right? Yeah. And so it, yeah, it did. It, no, that, it would have been in an addition, it would have been the addition to the house, but it would, but that door used to be an exterior door. Pretty sure. Yeah. So then it makes you wonder. Yeah. It's like yeah. It, it's it's unfamiliar. Like its its energy is is caught within the area. Yeah. I can't explain it. It was the, it was the weirdest feeling I've ever had. It really it felt like I, like in I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. In my head, it, mm-hmm. I, I, I told myself it can't come in here. Yeah, and the, there's that too. I mean, one of the things that we do. Um, as shamans and things like that is to create a uh, safe sacred place where entities like that can't get into that they're um, using old Native American practices like sage and and things along those lines that they're not able to traverse that Um, but there's also that idea that mentally we can do that too Christians tend to do that in the name of Jesus be gone yeah um, but you know, atheists and humanists, we could simply just say, be gone. I don't want you here. And uh, especially if it's a lower form as opposed to a higher form. Yeah. It, um, but a true story, I was mowing the grass one day and, uh, and it's, it, it, there was, it was a large yard and, and, um, there was a fellow that stopped by. He basically worked for, uh, the county at the time. And uh, he said, we're going to be coming through trimming trees. I just wanted to let you know. And he said, can I ask you a question? And he said, this may be a weird question. And, and it's, you know, I'm, I'm used to it. <laughs> yeah. So I said, yeah, go ahead, man. And uh, he said, uh, he's true story. He said, is your house haunted? And I said, why <laughs> do you ask? He said, well, he said, when that house was up for sale, he said, me and my wife went in there, went in there and looked at it. And we were in one of the rooms and he said, the room adjoining to that, the door slammed shut. Now, mm-hmm. I've never had that happen. 
I've, I've had that happen. <laughs> they didn't buy the house because of it. I've never had that happen. No doors that are That's the kind of shit that I would do. Me and Sarah would look at a house, and I know I'd be like, mm-mm, we got to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, but it's beautiful. And I'm like, yeah, the Lutz family said it was beautiful, too. And it was <laughs> Christmas Day, the first Christmas here, the, the cabinets were open. That's the fry. And I asked, I asked my wife, I said, you know, I said, what, what did, what, what were you looking for? And she said, I'm not looking, didn't do anything. That wasn't me. So I dismissed that. So I don't know what that was, but that's, that was a strange. So it, it's not just you in that old house, right? That was other people that were there, wife and, and things like that. So that's, yeah. that's kind of one of those things where you kind of go, screw you guys for seeing it's group hallucination. The fact that I've, I've gathered other witnesses should in fact push the narrative better. So. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that I've talked about with uh, Stefan and uh, Santosh we've had on a, a few weeks back was um, that, um, ghosts and or shadow people might not be ghosts or shadow people. They could be like uh, people um, in suits interacting with our world, appearing to us as ghosts or shadow people. Right. Or you like know, uh, like Men in Black one. You got a who's in his Efron suit? <laughs> sugar. Hey, <laughs> lots of sugar. Well, I don't mean like a person suit, but like no, I know, imagine, I know what you mean. Imagine more like uh, the uh, the movie Star Trek Insurrection, mm-hmm. when they're uh, like basically in cloaked suits interacting with the town people. It's kind of like that, you know, like they're they're interacting, they're opening cabinet doors, and you think you got a poltergeist, but it's just them. Yeah, it's really some dude in a cloaked suit, like a predator. Yeah, I've I've heard that you know I've heard of that theory before, and you know, and that's that's a possibility, you know, and and uh, there's I think there's a movement there's in in the UFO community to where uh, a lot of people are starting to lean to where UFOs and alien contact are basically us from many millions or thousands of years into the future, right. and who have come back archaeologists and and biologists to, to study basically ancient man, you know, and, and it very well could be something like that. That's not out. That is not out of the realm of, of anything that is scientific. It's yeah. a possibility. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, the way that, the way the technology is going, why couldn't we have one day, you know, not even, even thousands of years into the future. It could just be a hundred years into the future. The way Never know. Yeah. So. Yeah. It could be 20 years in the past because we we don't know what's at Area 51. We don't know what the military's got already got going on. You never know, yeah. I mean, what's what what better way to keep time the existence of time travel from people in 2020 as in, as as to make it look like aliens. Yeah. I mean, you know, they they would have that, you know, by the time that we develop time travel, we would have already understood the the UFO phenomenon and um, you know, and they Let's let's not go back into the past and expose ourselves and say you guys are going to then time travel one day or we are. Right. It's a paradox, so you know. And- well, it's it's kind of like the. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit more about Star Trek, but uh, one of the things with uh, Star Trek that that happens later on in the in the uh, 
episode is they get into the quantum directive. So you got you got the prime directive, which is yeah. you can't interfere with other cultures that haven't mm-hmm. developed warp drive. But the quantum directive is you can't interact. You know, they do time travel, and you can't interact with other people in other times. Except for that yeah. dude on Enterprise, he does what he wants. Well, yeah, yeah, he he he, he beats to a different drum. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but you know so it would stand to reason from an from an ethical perspective uh, that well if ethics exist in the future and if they haven't developed time travel that uh, they would say ethically don't interfere with things so you want right. you want to go back in time and you want to interact with with back in time that's fine just make sure you wear one of these suits that pretty much makes you invisible except in low light then yeah. you know, <laughs> right or yeah, out right. in the rain. Yeah, I mean, like, I, just slam cabinet doors and throw ashtrays. That's all you're allowed. It's a, <laughs> it's a it's a possibility. I don't know. You know, it's it's a possibility. Oh, I'm open to anything because uh, it's, there's something to it. I've I've seen too much to to say to be just totally closed minded. Yeah, and speaking of which, do you have any more uh, stories from the house there, or? Oh, that's pretty much it. I can think of Josh. Can you think of anything? Uh, I... The only, only, the only other one that comes to my mind is, uh, and I know you didn't, you didn't uh, experience this, but I, you told me about was the uh, when they were painting the stairwell. Yeah, I can't get into that one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so couldn't remember who all was involved in that one. Yeah, yeah, because of who's involved, I can't get into that. I understand. I understand. It's, uh, it's another it, thing that makes you mysterious, you know, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like that uh, That one listener story we had where they felt that urge to get that wallpaper, and then they went back layer after layer after layer after layer after layer and got to the original wallpaper as the one she chose. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the house, the, 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 the stairwell was being painted by a person, and that person ended up seeing – an old man standing at the bottom of the steps and in coveralls. Wow. So that's pretty much the story, vaguely, without going into yeah. extreme detail. Yeah, yeah, out of respect yeah. for that person. Right. Uh, well, thanks, man. Um, unless you yeah. got anything else, we can start to wrap up. No, uh, that's about it. We uh, appreciate you, man. Those were some yeah, good stories, man. Good story, yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, the one thing to keep in mind is, is that we are not plugging head and shoulders. You yeah. use the term... <laughs> Head and shoulders, quite a bit. I just don't yeah. want anybody to think that we're sponsored by Head and Shoulders. Sponsored by Head and Shoulders. However, yeah. if Head and Shoulders <laughs> would like to sponsor us, please do. You make a great product. Yeah, you can reach us at Fearscape Podcast. You know that. But again, thank you, Jay. Uh, stick around for a second because uh, we're going to go into our listener story. But I wanted to say thank you. Uh, for uh, taking a risk and kind of sharing these stories because, man, they were good. They're good stories. No problem. I'd, hey, I'd just also like to say that, that if there's anybody else out there that's in uniform services, get out and you have experiences, get out there and tell your story. Don't be scared. Don't be afraid. And, you know, it's it's uh, um, it's something that we need to do because there is a lot going on. And don't take this stuff to your grave. Uh, let let people know about it and let relevant people know about it who yeah. can really look into these things a lot deeper. Yeah. As I was telling Josh, there's a cop in uh, Jersey, I think, that came out and wrote a book about everything. It's called like Deliver Us From Evil or something like that. But he's now a big famous 
exorcist and a ghost hunter because he said screw it all the things he was seeing he couldn't explain it and now he's like fully in the paranormal field so um but yeah share your stories with us we would love to hear them well yeah you know, share them with us you can send those to fearscapepodcast at gmail.com uh and speaking of our listener story i've got one tonight we're going to be starting our series now where uh, we've gotten some actors to come in and do the uh the, the voiceover work uh, instead of just hearing me or just hearing josh We've uh, got some some actor friends to kind of do this. So uh, this one comes from a really good friend of mine, uh, Parker Bowles. This isn't his story, but he's going to be the actor uh, for this, portraying this story, which comes from uh, Haunted Kentucky again. Uh, but I've I've actually been talking. This guy's name is Ronnie Flynn, and um, we've actually been continuing to talk um he has some really really interesting stories he's a uh, native american and he has a ton of things that have been going on but this is the story that he wanted to share on here and uh so let's take a listen to that okay all right are we is this thing recording i've never done this before okay all right. <clears throat> hi <clears throat> Hi. 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 Hello. Hi. My name is Ronnie Flynn. I've never told anyone this story before, so bear with me. I once knowingly tried to sleep in the room where a man once slept and died. I'd gone into his room and was going to start an EVP session. So I entered the room and sat on his bed. Thinking of what I was going to ask, I kind of started to feel sick, a little nauseous. My mouth was salivating like before you're going to throw up or something. I asked myself if this was him doing that to me. I reached over to start the EVP recording, and in doing so, I blacked out. Strange thing about it is, though, when I came to, I was outside of the room, on the floor. But my EVP device, my recording device, was still in his room, on his bed. I have no recollection of how I ended up outside. And then people began to tell me that I was changing, that I'm not the same person I used to be. I'm not happy all the time, joking around. You know, I wasn't me. So I had to make a decision on what I should do as far as trying to see if he had anything to do with my change of personality. I don't know. I feel like I shouldn't have gone into his room. I was warned he was a bitter man and that he cursed God for his illness. I also found out the night I went to his room, it was the night of the anniversary before he passed away the following day. I don't know. Anyway, I'm seeking advice. Should I leave well enough alone? Well, why do I have no recollection, like zero? of how I ended up outside of his room. None whatsoever. And for my friends to tell me, dude, you're not yourself. 
that bothered me and still does. I don't know. I don't know. I hope someone has a suggestion or an answer for me someday. I gotta go. I gotta get back. Uh, uh, yeah. All right. Good luck with everything. Okay. Yeah. Let me know how it turns out. So yeah, this. The, I've been talking to this guy. And um, he went back into this room and um, sent me um, a session as well where he was um, dealing with some stuff and he got sick again. And I was watching him just get physically ill being in this room. And he did some research and come to find out that the guy was a massive, like, bigot racist, especially against Native Americans. And so he thinks that had something to do with it. Um, so very, very interesting. Uh, but thank you, Ronnie, for sharing that. I don't know if you guys have any opinions on that or not. Two things. Number one, turn on your EVP recorder when you go into the room. No, yeah. but really, um, I'm thinking that uh, <clears throat> is, you know, so, so many times with like alien abductions and things, there seems to be time loss. Right. And, and I'm wondering, uh, again, back to our previous train of conversation, if there's any relation between time loss with alien abductions and time loss or blackout with ghost experiences and mm. are, are any of those things connected? And, and I get back to what we've been hearing about from Keel, which is all of these things are the phenomena. Like none of it is right. disconnected. Ghost, aliens, Bigfoot, the whole kit and caboodle, it's all part of the same phenomenon. Hmm. Hey, I don't disagree with that at all. You know, I've got advice for him, you know. Um, if, if, if he wants to continue and, and to, to try to, apparently he's just, whatever he's doing is agitating it. But Correct. Man, what? just, you know, he needs to, in my opinion, you know, like I said, I'm no paranormal investigator, but, you know, take control of it, man. You know, be, be a warrior. Beat this thing. Tell this whatever this thing is that, look, you're not going to do this to me. And and, and if, it, if it gets worse, then go seek help, whatever that help may be. You know, you, you'll need somebody to come inside the house. Yeah, you know, I, and I and I told him the same thing. He asked me for some advice personally, and uh, after looking at some of the videos he sent me and some of the things that he heard, you know, one of the things I, I asked him, as I said, are what do you plan on doing when you find out who or what this is? Because he wants to know, why are you messing with me? Who are you? What is this? And I said, well, what are you planning on doing with that? And I told him, I said, if I were you, I would cleanse and sage this place and send right. that act entity back to wherever it needed to go instead right. of like get getting sick by it all the time I mean, you're native american you know how to do this better than anybody and it's right like, it's it's already power. attacked yeah it's already attacked him first so as far as i'm concerned it's it's time to get rid of whatever that thing is and yeah and uh that's what he told me he said you know that you know he agrees with me 100 percent, and you know that maybe he needs to spiritually social distance himself from it <laughs> He needs to bust some ghosts. Yeah, like that documentary. I like that documentary. Uh, <laughs> uh, but thank you, Ronnie Flynn, for sending in your story. Don't forget you guys can send in your stories to us uh, 
you know, to fearscapepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also do that uh, while you're looking up our social media stuff, which is all at fearscapepodcast.com. Uh, all of that's there. That's um, at fearscapepod, which is Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can message us there. If you see us on any of the uh, message boards that we're on, like Haunted Paranormal, the Paranormal Help Desk, or uh, Haunted History of Kentucky, we're on a million of them. Uh, UFO sightings, any of that stuff. Hit us up. Let us know. Um, or, uh, you know, we may reach out to you as well, which we do occasionally. Um, but Jay, thank you, sir, again, for, thank you guys. Uh, for joining yep. us. Thanks for being on. And, uh, Josh, we got to get out of here, man. Um, before you turn into a robot, um, <laughs> or pumpkin or whatever the hell you turn into at night. Um, but yeah, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. We love you guys so much. Uh, make sure, like we said, to go to our website. Uh, tell them about our Patreon, Josh. Yeah, on the uh, website, fearscapepodcast.com, uh, you can, uh, number one, you can shop the store, get some awesome t shirts. Uh, number two, if you uh, really want to support the show, uh, there's a couple of different Patreon tiers. Uh, two of those tiers get you a free T-shirt. You pick one out from the store. We'll send it to you. Uh, tell us your size. So, you know, kit and caboodle. We'll, we'll send that over to you. Um, but uh, yeah, if you really like the content that we deliver and you like the 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 you know guests that we have on the show and the and the and the topics that we cover, you know, support the show. And uh, you can do that with as little as five dollars a month, which is like what a cup of coffee from starbucks a month so yeah <laughs> i mean it's so little but yeah thank you um and uh you guys can support us too by just sharing and rating and reviewing wherever you're listening to this and uh just helping us get the word out um but on that we are gonna rock and roll uh thanks again jay i know i've said thank you like 40 million times but uh <laughs> shadow people freak me out man they <laughs> freak me out uh, but josh we gotta get out of here and so yep. You guys, this has been Stefan, and I will catch y'all on the flip side. This has been Josh. The truth is out there. Hold your blankets extra tight because things tend to get spooky with us. So we'll catch you guys later. Good night, everybody. Good night. I'm so glad you were able to join us for that horrifying discussion. I hope they didn't frighten you too much. <laughs> Tune in next week for even more research into the nightmarish and haunting creeps and spooks that we tell ourselves don't exist, but we know they do. Make sure you have your blankets that you hold them extra tight. Next time on Fearscape. <laughs>